War Eagle. This is War Bloggle with Bloggle Spot number 162. It is October 3rd, the best month in the, I was about to say nation, in the year. It is about 5 o'clock and it is 88 degrees. A little too warm for October. Speaking of warm, the Auburn offense. No, I was going to say the game on Saturday, like Friday, Thursday and Friday, it was kind of cool outside, like almost chilly, just a little bit chilly to where you didn't feel terrible wearing blue jeans but and you can see that like Saturday morning I didn't we didn't do a tailgate because we had done four in a row and it was just I was tired of breaking it down late and just wanted a week and just walk around with the family and just see the sights and go to the game and whatever and so we were walking around Saturday from downtown towards the stadium and I saw all these people women especially wearing boots and jeans and tights and long sleeve dresses and all this kind of stuff and first off it was hot to begin with I mean it wasn't cool like it was Thursday and Friday and then once you got in the game I sit in the north end zone and it was just October sky no clouds which is how it always is and just beat down sun and we eventually were lucky enough to move over to some shade and it's a, it's a completely different world in the shade at a football game. Because in the sun, I feel like you've got to stare at every player. You're just going to get mad about how hot you are. In the shade, you kind of forget a football game's going on. Now, Auburn was still. Um, sit in the shade if you can. Yeah, it was warm. It was, it was just the sun. I mean, it wasn't like hot, 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 like steamy hot. It was just the sun was beating down, uh, which is why it's usually hot, because of the star in the center of our solar system. Um, but speaking of that, of that game, um, I don't know of anything that Auburn did that was wrong. Um, the only negative I can think of is just that Louisiana Monroe scored that touchdown and that was on a long bomb that Trigger Trey got beat on and then he ended up giving the touchdown on the fourth, on the last play of the half too. I mean, that was it. I mean, that wasn't like... And that wasn't even bad. It was just, hey, they scored a, the other team scored a touchdown. That's going to happen. Especially, I mean, if you're scoring 58, that's okay, I would say. Um, Auburn scored a lot of their a lot of their uh, points from inside the red zone. I can think of at least three or four where it was run, where they just had a run from inside the five. Malik Miller, Carrion Johnson had a few. Um, Cameron Petway did play, so that's good. Malik Miller might be hurt, which is not good to see, but, you know, he's fourth, third or fourth string running back, so may not hurt Auburn that bad. I mean, I don't want him to be hurt, but you know what I mean. Um, he was on the sideline with Dr. Andrews for a long time after he got hurt in the third or fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. No, third quarter. Um, so, that's good to see. I mean, Auburn should be able to score in the red zone against Louisiana Monroe, who was, I would say, worse than I thought. But, I mean, their offense moved it a, a little bit. I mean, that, they they got about 10 yards on the first play of the game, and there were a few plays. They threw a lot of bombs, and one got caught, one got picked. Um, I don't know. They were Louisiana Monroe. But, still, Auburn needed that game to kind of get the last little monkey off their back, which was red zone offense just to kind of say, hey, we can do it. And they did 
try a few more formations. They had some extra blockers in there. Um, so, you know, it was a good chance to kind of work on some things. Uh, but again, I thought they punted, that Auburn punted in the first quarter, but I, now that I think about it, I don't think they did. So that makes two games this year where Auburn did not punt one time, if I'm right on that. I know they didn't in Arkansas State, against Arkansas State. They had 688 yards, and that was with John Franklin just basically handing the ball off in the fourth quarter. Um, he had that long 80-yard run completely untouched. Now, if, you're, if you are Louisiana Monroe and John Franklin comes in, I think it was the second play. I think he tried to run one, or maybe he handed it off on his first play. And not one person is over on his on his zone read side. I mean, what are you what are you doing? It's like if you're a defense, you know, 99% of the time he's in there, it's going to be a run. And then you can split that in half and have two play. You got your line covering whoever you'd hand it off to, and then just have one other person over there. They didn't. 100% wide open, untouched. And then he threw a perfect deep ball to Nate Craig Myers. He almost dropped it. He bobbled a little bit, but perfect deep ball. So I think this is kind of open. I think this is, I don't know, opening up is the word for it, but maybe kind of exposing or showing us. Maybe that's a simpler word. That's not a word for I'm just going to say it. I think John Franklin should come in, and they kind of talked about this, the media did this week, not just as not as a quarterback. I think he could be the jet sweep guy. I think he could be the jet sweep then pass guy. I think you could throw him back there and him not really be the quarterback. He's just the wildcat. And you know he's going to run, but he's fast. And who cares? Uh, somebody, who was it? Somebody mentioned, I can't remember who I was talking to today, mentioned, why not throw him at receiver? Or let him be a slot receiver. Or maybe come out of the backfield and catch a pass. You think he can't run past a, a DB? Throw him a bomb. I guarantee he'll be five yards past everybody else on the field. But, I mean, really, he. I know we try to keep him in the quarterback realm. And he he should be. He's the, he's the second-string quarterback. But he's not – I mean – uh, Ontario McCaleb was tidy, fragile. Ugh. I don't think he ever got hurt. He did get knocked out in one game. But he ran the jet sweep just just fine. And John Franklin is honestly probably a little bit more stout than Ontario McCaleb was and probably just as fast, maybe not as water bug as, as uh, Ontario was. But, you know, let him run it around the end. His speed will get you five yards. I don't care how good he is. I don't care how smart he is or whatever. And he is smart. But I'm just saying, hand him the ball with his speed and he'll get five yards. If he's back there doing nothing but the zone read, as we saw kind of in the Texas A&M fourth quarter, they knew it and they were just tearing him up. I mean, there were a few plays he got away. But once they kind of saw it, I mean, they, they blew him up. So... I don't think he would be a bad – I mean, I'm not saying split it up 50-50, but throw him in there as a wildcat. Not to say that Carrion doesn't do a good job, but this is a different dynamic. Throw him in as a wildcat where you where it kind of looks like he's a quarterback. Put him in as a jet sweep. I mean, Jeremy Johnson's been in there as the jet sweep guy a few times. The, the play that Carrion has 
has scored on three times in the last, what, eight games now against Memphis, Kentucky, Clemson, was a jet fake jet sweep with carry-on as the Wildcat, and he ran it around the right end. I guess they thought J- Jeremy Johnson was going to get the ball and throw it because it worked every single time. Do that with John Franklin. Put him as where Jeremy Johnson was. Do a jet sweep. They might think he's going to throw it. He might throw it. He can throw it. I mean, this is a, a quarterback, a guy who's good enough to play quarterback. Maybe not a full package like, well, I don't know if that's the way to say it, but maybe not Sean White's accuracy and safety. But he's good enough to throw the ball. He's fast enough to run the ball. But you might not want him in there all the time because of his throwing. Put him in there and let him make plays. I mean, he's kind of a wasted commodity right now. We saw it. 80 yards untouched. Nobody was within 20 yards of him once he got 20 yards downfield. So, I don't know. I would use him somehow. I don't care. If, I don't really think he should be the starter. He might be. I don't know. I mean, he if he has a full game to run and throw and all that, he might be good as a starter. But I'd say I'm not saying swap him in and out as a quarterback. I don't want a dual quarterback system. I'm just saying use him as a wildcat, as a jet sweep that has the option to throw. I think that would be utilizing the tech because you don't have to be a quarterback or nothing. But it is a weird position because only one can play, usually, for the most part. Um, what else? So Auburn won 58-7. And that safety, that quarterback got blown up. And I was kind of mad that the guy, Damian Lewis, is that his name? Like the scout team running back, got all the way down to the one-inch line and they couldn't get him in. But then the safety kind of kind of made it feel a little bit better because it was Gary Walker Jr., who his dad played for Auburn, Gary Walker, obviously, played in the NFL. And it seemed like everybody on the sideline came and hit him on the helmet. Like he was pumped, not in a cocky way, just pumped to get in the game and cause the safety, even though it was an awful snap. But um, it was just good to see, like, everybody on the team go over there and and give him some love for, for picking up the safety. Uh, so yes, it is, uh, Mississippi State week. Baby Bloggle has decided that he wants to go. Um, and so we're going to go. I haven't been there since 2004. That's the only time I've been. So that was a good day. We blew him out. And that was the beginning of a, of a good, of a good year. I remember some frat guys in front of me at that game. Like we were doing, that was right at the height of Al Borges. I think that was his first year. Yeah, it was. Uh, Jason Campbell, Carnell, Ronnie, all of them, and we were doing like a lot of shifting, and them just being blown away, like, well, look at what, I mean, in a good way, and now to think about that, that's nothing to what offense is now, but just, we had Carnell and Ronnie in there at the same time, and I remember it just blowing their minds, but that was a good day, it was hot, I remember a guy, we were kind of running up the score, I guess, and one guy yelling, that's why nobody likes y'all. Okay, so whatever. Uh, but the rivalry's been a little bit different since then. And it's all really because of Dak Prescott. I mean, the last five years have been, it's been closer than Auburn-Mississippi State needs to be, honestly. And Auburn should beat Mississippi State. But they had a bye week. Advantage them. But it's 11 o'clock. Advantage us. 
But they have cowbells. Advantage them. But they're having their thing called Bulldog Bash, where Flo Rida is taking the stage at 10.30 on Friday night. So I'm sure a few of the, of the cowbell ringers won't get in bed till about 2. And they're probably going to have a few in them. So I don't know if they're really going to want to ring a cowbell at 10.30 and 11 o'clock in the morning after that. So advantage over. Uh, we'll definitely get into more of that as the week goes on. But, yeah, huge, not huge win, great win for Auburn in terms of doing what they needed to do, beating a team badly like they should, which is something Chiswick never really did. And just, you know, even when we were awesome, it always seemed like we slightly struggled against lower teams. But this was a good game to open it up, throw the ball deep, run the ball all over them, and get the win without too many injuries. It's Mississippi State Week. How's your state hate today? That's it. Boggle spot number 162. Done. War Eagle.